Age of Radio. This podcast contains adult content. Some of the themes or topics may include information on murder, kidnapping, torture, dismemberment, maybe some demonic content with information on positions and paranormal activity. This podcast will also include explicit, horrible, and foul, socially unacceptable, totally uninhibited, adult themes language. So if you're easily offended, if you're easily triggered, then I highly suggest you turn this off now. And if not, just keep in mind, parental discretion is advised. All right, before we get going on this episode, I do have to thank some new Patreon subscribers. We have Mandy Ward, Deborah Lamb, and I can't remember if I thanked Ashley Parker on the last one or not, but if I did, thank you again. I appreciate um, everything, obviously, and I hope you guys are enjoying that backlog of content on Patreon. We put out three episodes a month. Go check out the tiers if you're interested. You can go to patreon.com slash mysterious circumstances check out the tiers maybe it's something you want to do if not that's fine too either way i appreciate everybody thank you for listening and we do have a few new reviews at the end of this episode as well so if you want to stick around and listen to those you're more than welcome to if not that's fine too but today we're going to be talking about the death of matt odom out of bakersfield california it was suggested by megan mosher so I appreciate that suggestion. Very good case. Very good suggestion. And like I had previously mentioned, next few episodes are going to be shorter ones while I'm researching other stuff on the back end for the bigger series that are coming up. So hope you don't mind. They're still interesting cases and they still deserve attention. So... I do have to cite a couple sources here. We have the Justice for Matt Odom Facebook group, which I highly suggest you go join if you are interested in this case. Also have Bakersfield.com, online newspaper, and then a couple NBC News articles. But uh, one of the most valuable sources I do have for this episode is a YouTuber by the name of Melissa Ellen. And she is very close to this case. She's from right there in Bakersfield. She's been in contact with a lot of people. She's been following this case forever. Got to give a huge shout out to her. She was an amazing resource for this information. And go check out her YouTube channel if you're interested. So Matt Odom was from just outside Bakersfield, California. He was 28 years old at the time of his death. Uh, According to his brother Chris and other family members, he was a pretty easygoing guy, uh, easy to get along with, just kind of a goofy guy, you know, and pretty good dude all around. He went to school and became an electrician. Uh, At the time of his death, his fiancée was Erica, and he had four kids, aged three to nine, with an ex-wife named Summers. Also at the time of his death, Matt had sole custody of his kids, and this is going to come into play later on. You'll see why. Now, like I mentioned, he was married before to a woman named Summers. Um, At the time of his death, they weren't legally divorced yet, but they were estranged. Uh, They were going through the divorce process. They ended up getting married right out of high school, and they separated in November of 2013. 
Matt was engaged to Erica at the time of his death, and his ex, Summers, was dating a guy named Garrett. They were kind of friends at a certain point. Um, apparently, Summers and Garrett had been having an affair for about five years. Uh, even though that was the case, it is said that Summers was very, very jealous of Matt's new fiance, Erica. Now, this divorce was a messy one. Very, very messy. Both were accusing the other of domestic violence. Nobody really knows what was happening or what was going on. But, like I said, they had both accused each other of domestic violence. Now, Matt was keeping records of all the shit that Summers was doing throughout this divorce. That comes into play here in a minute. So in December of 2013, Summers filed for divorce, and then they went on and filed restraining orders against each other. A couple months later, in February of 2014, there was a minor's council appointed. And what that means is basically the children have their own council that talks to them, kind of sees, you know, what parent they want to go with, what, what parent, uh, you know, might be the better home for them and stuff like that. So, by the next month of March, Summers had custody, and Matt had regular visitation, so it was basically a split custody situation. Now, the child exchanges did not fucking go well. They were having a lot of arguments during these exchanges, and that's when Matt started keeping these detailed notes. One of the exchanges he decided to record on his cell phone. And this happened on March 17th, 2014. Now, at the time, Summers was eight weeks pregnant with Garrett's kid. And she was wanting to talk to Matt about her and him. I don't know, you know, possibly getting together. I don't know what the deal was. But she was eight weeks pregnant with this other dude's kid. All right. Erica was also in the vehicle with Matt at this time. And Matt ended up recording a 93-minute video of this exchange. I don't know if you can still find the link to it on YouTube. There was a lot of legalities behind this behind this video after the fact, after Matt passed away. So I'm not sure if the video is still available. But during this exchange, the video recording, Matt keeps telling her that he doesn't really want to talk to her. All right. She, uh, she ends up taking this dude's car keys and she won't give them back until he erases this video. Like I said, this is a 93-minute video of her pretty much just going ape shit on this dude. And in the video, the kids are crying in the back of this vehicle, like the four kids, and she doesn't even give a fuck. She just keeps ranting, uh, you know, about her and Matt and this and the other, and Matt just wants his fucking car keys back. And she says something to the effect of, it's just gonna get worse. And then she stabs him with the keys. I'm not sure if he, if it was her keys that she did this with or his. I could not get that specified. But he ended up taking this video to court, and the courts watched the video and decided that she was unstable. She had to go get a mental evaluation, and the court made her take her kids that day to the police station to change over custody and pretty much just remove them from her care. That's how bad she was in this video, right? So there ended up being a... A restraining order on her and she was not supposed to see them talk to them text or even show up at their school now there is one thing that uh that melissa ellen mentioned i 
couldn't personally find the information, but apparently Summer's father was caught at one point spying on the kids at the school. He was like kind of peeking over the wall of the school and shit like that. Not sure what that's about. Kind of weird though. Now this court case was just dragging out into September of 2014. On September 12th, the court is ready to make a decision about the children, and they set a court date for October 30th for their final decision on all this. Now, before we get to the day of the crime, we do have to stop and take a word from our sponsor. You can either hit the forward button or go get yourself a drink, and I'll meet you back here. This episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. So now that things are finally starting to get back to normal this summer, everybody is traveling again, spending time with friends again, all of that good stuff. Everything's starting to feel a lot more refreshing. One thing for me that has not changed that is still refreshing, though, is Best Fiends. The only difference now is I can play it while I'm doing all that other stuff, too. There are literally thousands of levels to play, and tons of cute characters to collect. So if you're tired of the same old puzzle games, start playing Best Fiends today. It challenges your brain with fun puzzle levels, and it's a very casual game, so it's not going to stress you out or anything like that. And that is always a good thing. It's a great game that you can play right on your phone, and even though it's made for adults, anybody can play. I even play it with my kids sometimes. There's a whole storyline to it, it's fun, and it engages your brain. I personally like it because it's challenging. There's a lot of characters, there's always new levels and events coming out every month, and that never gets old. The colors are amazing, they keep your attention, all the characters can power up, they can level up, and you can try to match which of those characters are best for each level. And you can always see your rank against your friends too. I'm up to level 201. And the game is so fun, it didn't take me long to get there. I find myself playing it when I have 10 minutes here or there, or if I have just a couple hours to kill. It doesn't matter. It's just something that is engaging for me, and it's fun because it's still a puzzle game, but it just keeps you tuned into it. And with all of these characters that you can collect and all the levels that you can unlock, it's really, really hard to pick a favorite. So while everything's getting back to normal, you can still engage your brain with fun puzzles And collect all of these characters, and trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Now on September 15th at 5.30 a.m., Matt texted his boss to say he was running a little late for work. At 6.35 a.m., he is found in front of his home, located on Waterbury Drive. There was lots of blood. His brother Chris said that there was so much blood on the porch that they originally thought it was a gunshot wound. When he was taken to the hospital, they later found out that he was stabbed in the neck. Now, according to his brother Chris, who was a huge advocate for this case, I mean, it was... It was a lot of blood, and uh, Matt ended up later passing away at the hospital. Now, inside the home, his fiancée Erica and his four young children were there, but they did not hear or see anything. Two days after that, on September 17th, Summers files for the death certificate to get custody of her kids back. Now, one of the kickers about the investigation 
is that when Matt's body was found, the case was assigned to a detective named Diaz. Diaz, shortly after this, ended up getting in trouble for bribery and drug charges. All in all, he got conspiring with a drug dealer, intent to distribute meth, bribery, disclosing wiretap info, and filing false tax returns. He ended up getting sentenced to five years in federal prison. Good thing they caught that. You know, obviously, lock the fucking bad ones up. We don't need them. But where this hurts the investigation is it totally screwed up the process of the case. You know, it ended up being reassigned a couple of times, so it really slowed everything down. Now, like I said, Summers gets the death certificate, and at the time, they were still legally married. So shortly after that, she gets married to Garrett, and a year later, she goes and changes the kid's last names to the name of her new husband, the last name, which I'm not going to say. It's easy to look up if you want to look it up. The one thing that we don't know is if he actually adopted the four kids or if she just went and illegally changed their name. I'm not 100% sure on that, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. His wife totally had this shit handled. She was apparently not very healthy when she was pregnant. She was eight months pregnant at the time of Matt's death, and she was on bed rest. So whether that makes her a suspect or not, I don't know. I can't say. But a woman who's eight months pregnant and supposed to be on bed rest probably isn't out stabbing somebody in the neck, you know, running up on them and everything like that. Now, when Garrett was interviewed, he says that he was at home with Summers when the murder happened. That takes us to maybe a robbery motive. Well, he still had all the money in his pockets. There was nothing missing from the house. So police really don't think it's a robbery. And the area that he lived in was a fairly nice area of Bakersfield. I believe it was Northwest. There have been no official suspects named. There's never been an arrest in this case. We don't know what happened. So like I said previously, the Facebook group, Justice for Matt Odom. If you go in there, there was some shady shit going on with Garrett and Summers. Um, They actually filed restraining orders against Chris and his wife, Agatha. And this fucking guy tries to serve these papers himself, all right? He tries to serve papers for a restraining order himself, which literally defeats the purpose of a restraining order, okay? He also starts showing up at Chris's fucking house, just hanging out outside, driving by real slow, smiling at him and shit, starts following him, and even starts following him while he's taking his kids to school. Now, Chris and Agatha file their own restraining order because they don't feel safe at this point. But the court went ahead and decided that neither restraining order would be granted. And that's pretty much where we're at. The last article I read was from 2020, right around the anniversary of it in September. There's not a lot of information out there. The Facebook group Justice for Matt Odom is where you want to go for the deep dive information. There's a lot of small detailed tidbits, stuff like that. Like I said, no official suspects have ever been named. There has never been an arrest in this case. But the Kern secret witness has offered a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the person responsible for Matt Odom's death. You can call anonymously. The number is 
888-666-4040. Again, that is the Kern Secret Witness, $10,000 reward. The number again is 661-322-4040. That's about all I got for you on this case. Definitely join that Facebook group if you're interested in it. Obviously, justice has not been served. This happened in 2014. You know, we're going on almost seven years right now with absolutely nothing. So, so ways you can get a hold of me. You can email me, justin.mcpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit me on Twitter, at podcastmc. You can hit my Instagram, which is mysterious underscore podcast. And, of course, stop by, like the Facebook page. You can join the Facebook group. My only thing is, if you don't answer the questions to get in the group, admins, we have a strict policy. The admins do, too. Uh, we, If you don't answer questions, you don't get in. Pretty simple, dude. If you do want to stick around and listen to reviews, that's fine. But if not, I'll see you folks on the flip side. one is from the uk five stars giorgio harry i hope i pronounced that first part right if i didn't i fucking apologize i'm sorry about that says still a massive fan such a good podcast i love how we get to know you in a somewhat deeper level and i think it's down to the subjects and people you dig deep into and then uh release for us There was that epic three-parter on the best, in my opinion, marksman in the Navy or the normal Army. I've forgotten some little snippets. Uh, And then the recent episode, which focused on Jimi Hendrix. I could put in a fair few others, but these make my point, I hope. I've emailed you before, Harry Over the Pond in the UK. I couldn't do reviews before as I didn't have an iPhone. You're still releasing bang on-point episodes. I always enjoy them, even more so because of lockdown. Hoping you're all good. Love from the UK. I remember a lot of people who email me, and I do remember that. And um, I'm just happy that you're enjoying the content that I put out, man. You know, uh, I got interesting stuff like you know i hope you're enjoying the shorter episodes uh while i'm doing other research you're really gonna love the the deep dive into dillinger's death which i said i was gonna do a couple years ago uh you know i said i was gonna do a follow-up well the timing is gonna work out pretty good for this one so uh, you know i hope you enjoy that we got jfk coming up we got a couple other things we're gonna do some weird government projects that the u.s had going on and as you know, I have so much love for my for my people over there in the UK. You guys are all awesome. I hope you guys are doing good over there too. That's pretty much all I have from like iTunes and stuff. But I do have one that somebody submitted to me. They just messaged me on Instagram and said, Hey man, I want to leave you a review, but I don't have an iPhone. Can I just write you something now? And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. Because here's the deal. I don't have an iPhone either. <laughs> so I can't even leave myself a review. That's how that goes. This is from Dundee, Scotland. Ewan. I like the way your name is spelled, too. I like that name. It says five stars. It says, uh, long-time listener from Dundee, Scotland. I've left you a dessert five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
Um, I apparently didn't see it. It says extensive research, good objectivity, intelligent analysis, along with enjoyable banner. If you're ever in Scotland, it'd be awesome to buy you some beers in the pub. Here we say, Mon the D's. And to you, we say, Mon the MC podcast. Dude, I fucking love that shit. And I actually, I hope you remember I messaged you back. I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. And yeah, dude, uh, if I ever make it over to Skyland, man, we're going to get fucked up. That's what's, that's probably what's going to happen. So as a matter of fact, it's definitely what's going to happen. Let me find another one here. I had one in the Facebook group and it's from Dustin Conover. And he just basically went in the Facebook group and posted it and I fucking loved it. And it says, don't know how to post reviews elsewhere for this pod, but feel compelled to say empathetically that I love it. I'm a 14-year combat vet, disabled and unemployable. I've listened to hundreds of podcasts since 2015, and this one is now my number one. I'm binging it and just finished Carlos Hathcock. I thought I knew all about him, but learned a great deal more. Justin has proven to me that he truly cares about his craft and believes in telling a good story. His naysayers can suck my balls. <laughs> he reminds me of a retired SF operator I worked with for a brief time who could spin a terrific yarn during many campfires we shared. Justin is real, nothing faked here. He demonstrates the worldliness of a well-traveled dude and the wisdom of an Irish pub bartender. His passion comes through in every episode. Crack open a brew, pour yourself a glass of wine, pour yourself a whiskey, the latter being my go-to. Light that cigar and plan to enjoy the art of storytelling as it was meant to be. If you're a snowflake, you'll hate it. If you're real folk and the type that can do without the fluff and bullshit of many other podcasts, I think you'll appreciate Mysterious Circumstances Podcast and Blood and Dust. Five stars. Dustin, that was fucking awesome. I love that review, man. That is definitely up there. One of my favorites for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you saying all that shit, dude. Cause, uh, yeah, I really don't have any reason to like not be who I am. And, you know, some people appreciate it. Some people don't, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep. If people don't like me. I don't give a fuck <laughs> unless they sleep in my bed with me or pay my fucking bills. Really don't give a shit. So it is what it is. But Dustin, man, I appreciate that, dude. Like I said, I'm sorry, I tried looking for it the last time I was reading reviews, and I couldn't find it, and I was like in a time crunch, so I was like, fuck, I gotta find this. But I did find it, so. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying, hope you enjoyed the Jimi Hendrix series, man. And uh, like I said, dude, got some good stuff coming up, too, so. Take care of yourself, brother. And for the rest of you guys, I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for listening and just spreading the word, even if you can't leave a review. If you know somebody who might like a certain episode or a certain topic, then just be like, hey, man, you should check out this podcast. You know, that, that helps a lot, too, you know. So I appreciate you guys, and uh, I'll see you folks on the flip side.